congregation may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. That was in the epistle lesson today. The word of God came through Paul to the Corinthians and he says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's how I've ever, it's how I always start every sermon for going on 17 years now. That's how the sermon starts. It's not how I start it. It's how God starts it. Because it's all based on God's word. And as I come to you today, I really wanted to bring the, the subject of prayer before you and before myself this morning. Now, fortunately, you only get to struggle with it maybe for about 12 minutes or so, 15 minutes, however long this sermon's going to go. I've had to struggle with this for a couple weeks now. I've been convicted. I was reading a book, and the author said that pastors, all Christian pastors, not just Lutheran, but Christian pastors, have abandoned their post. They have completely abandoned their post. Now, they're still in pulpits, and they're still getting paid by congregations, but they have abandoned their post. They have abandoned prayer, the reading of Scripture, and spiritual guiding. As I was reading through the book, I was like, well, not me. I mean, come on. Not me. And as I read through the book, and, and what he was saying was that, and he took, he took the Psalms as an example. He said, we have relegated psalms to a back corner closet, barely, rarely ever even pulled out for the purpose of praying. And I was convicted. I thought, when was the last time I really prayed a psalm? Usually for me, it happens at funerals, where you really have the psalm do its work with you, and where you actually pray the psalm to God, and it's usually at a funeral. And which psalm do you think it is that, that I will generally pray? That's right. The 23rd Psalm. And it's there in the absence of a loved one that we go to the Lord. You, Lord, are our shepherd. We shall not want. You make us to lie down in green pastures. You lead us beside the still waters. We go there because we are in mourning. How often do we go to the Psalms, though, in prayer? Convicted again. We go there every Sunday. The introit is always a Psalm or a variation of Psalms. And how often do I find myself just going through and, and not even realizing that this is a prayer? That this is a prayer to God? Convicted once again. Not only that, but how often throughout the week do I go to the Psalms, not to read them, but to pray them. To actually have this as a petition to God. God gave the Psalms as a means by which to pray. Many books of the Bible are there for instruction. The, 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 the commandments are there to give us uh, the law of God to, to give us parameters by which to live. But the Psalms are different. The Psalms certainly do tell us about God and our relationship to God and His relationship to us. But they're more than that. 
they were always meant by God to be prayed. The author in the book says that uh, in the ancient times that, that communities, the Hebrew communities, the, the Israel would pray the Psalms every day, that their community identity was based and founded around and on the Psalms. He makes a case, and I'm not going to get too deep into this, about the Enlightenment and how the Psalms through uh, some different means have been relegated now to back closets. They're, he says that they are an old form for an ancient people that can be used every now and again by us in our day and age. We've abandoned a gift from God, the Psalms as prayer. And then as the uh, introit uh, started out this morning, a prayer to God, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I know many pastors who start their sermons with these very words from Psalm 19. As we go to God in prayer, we, we take on an a, um, amazing an amazingly precarious task, we approach God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, with words. That's what prayer is, us approaching God with our words. And let's be honest, when we come to prayer, let alone the Psalms, when we come to prayers, my petitions are usually my petitions. My will be done, right? Wrong. Prayer is about going into a mode where you realize and recognize that God's will, His ways are not our ways. The point is this. We approach God from His word, not from our world, but from His word. Not from our will, but from His word. What happens if before each petition that we pray, that we base why we are petitioning this from God upon His Word. Lord, even just when I, when I um, prayed before the sermon, I always pray before the sermon. Usually I pray something to the effect, Lord, I have not done everything that needed to be done for this sermon. Do not let me get in the way of what you, Lord, need to accomplish here. Lord, you have promised that you would give me the words to speak. At the right and proper time, I need those words now, Lord. That's my, that's my prayer every Sunday before I preach. Today, I based that prayer on the reality of what God had said to me, which was a petition in the prayer. But Lord, in your word, you promised to give us the words at the proper time. Now prayer is based on God's word, and my petition is not from some place out in the world or some feeling that I'm having or some circumstance that I'm going through. Rather, it is founded and based on the word of God. Let's take an idea or this reality of health or failing health. A petition for health, then, would go to God saying, Lord, your son, Jesus Christ, in his ministry on earth, healed. Many people of various diseases, all for the purpose of showing your power. Lord, I would pray that healing touch upon me this morning, that you would heal this ailment in me. 
Not my will be done, but thy will be done. And if thy will is for me then to, to keep and maintain this ailment, then give me the mercy and grace that I will need to make it through this day, this hour, this moment. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Do you see there that then we base the, the petition upon the word of God? Our prayer in Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27, the scripture says, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for. You see, it's the reality of God's word that our ways are not his ways, and neither are our thoughts his thoughts. And so our petitions, we know, are not going to be in accordance with God's total will. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. We approach God from our earthly sinful place with words that have very little or nothing to do with God's word. But what a beauty when God causes our words to match his word. And then our petitions go to God with his will being done. And he who searches the hearts of, and minds, of, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. What a relief. What a grace and mercy. What a gospel that it doesn't depend upon my petitions. And all those times that I came to God, apart and outside of the word of God, God was there with his Holy Spirit to intercede on my behalf, on my sinful behalf, and to make my petitions pleasing to God. You see, it works like this. I go to God from a very sinful place, and my thoughts are not his thoughts. I pray the petition, and then the Holy Spirit intercedes and says, this is what Scott needs. God always answers prayers, every single time. And he always answers prayers with an emphatic yes. But it's God's yes. God's will. God's yes. And sometimes his yes was my no. But in the midst, and as I recognize and realize God's word in me and in you, I recognize that what is happening to us, the circumstances and the petitions that we were bringing to God, can be actually his will for us. And then we recognize the yes of God. The yes of God. So let's do it real quick. We'll go to Psalm uh, chapter 1. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. This is not a, 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 a psalm whereby um, we learn something. We, we can certainly learn something from it, but this is a petition. Lord God, Heavenly Father, blessed are the people, us, who do not walk in the counsel of the wicked. And Lord, keep us then from all those who would counsel us in wickedness. Wow, that opens up some doors, doesn't it? Or sit or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of, of mockers. Lord, but his 
Our delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, on your law, Lord, he, we meditate day and night. He and we are like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Have you ever been out in the byways of, of, of Oklahoma or anywhere in the world? Guess where you will see trees sprouting up? By streams, by creeks, by ponds. Have you ever noticed that? That there will be a stretch of, 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 just, of just fields, and then on the sides of the fields you'll see these rows of trees. Guess what's right there by the tree every single time? A stream or a pond or a body of water. And in the vast wasteland of this world, you will see these trees popping up, which are Christians, and they are living and breathing by the springs of living water. They are the ones who are springing up by the word of God. That's you, and that's me. Not so the wicked. Continue the petition, the prayer. They are like chaff that, is, that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. But the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. The fact that I'm standing here this morning, having not prepared the way that I should have, having not studied to the depth that needed to study for this moment, yet God comes in His glory and in His gospel and in His forgiveness and provides these words and this understanding and now our petitions and prayer based solely on the Word of God. And there God's Word meets His Word in us and through us. And this conversation, this holy, joyful conversation and communion called prayer happens. This week I challenge you, pray. Pray the Psalms with me. Amen. And now may the peace of God, it transcends our ability to even understand. May it guard your hearts and your minds, always never focused on your Lord and your Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.